Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm your host here today, Bart Aniston, if you're new around here. And today we have a very special guest in the building. We have Jana Estrada. Uh, Jana is the uh, CEO and founder of Jana Bakes, and she runs a bakery, uh, a service as well. So we're going to talk a lot about that, her whole journey coming up. Uh, But first and foremost, Jana, please say what's up to the people. Hello. Thank you for having me, Bart. I'm so nervous right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Uh, We usually have a lot of people who have never done a podcast before on the show, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of the point. We're not looking for, like, seasoned vets. We're looking to share stories of people who are finding their way through entrepreneurship and through business ownership and talk a little bit about some of the learnings that you've been learning along the way through the journey. So first and foremost, I would love, this is what we do all the time, I'd love for you to explain to everybody uh, what is it that you do in your own words because no matter how I try to explain it you probably have something that you always tell people when they ask what you do okay so I am the owner of a cake business I do custom orders but I actually am trying to go towards more um, creating cake boxes which gives me the creative outlet to make whatever flavors I want and Mm. Yeah, and like really get into that creative outlet that I kind of lost for a lot of years. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. What is a cake box? I'm not a baker. I don't know what that means. Oh, right. Um, so, <laughs> so cake boxes, they're around three inches by three inches, uh, 2.5 inches big. Okay. They're square. And it's basically just a trifle cake. inside a little clear box and it's really cute and it's good for one to two people and it ended up being a a a market favorite like it wasn't something that i was really aiming to do yeah and how old is the business so my business overall it's six years six years old okay but you took a break in between so let's start from the very big from the very uh beginning what you seem young i don't know you could be 50 for all i know um you mm-hmm. seem young so what did you do after school what did you go to school for what did you do after school why baking are you a trained chef or pastry master extraordinaire tell tell, tell <laughs> us about it um so i went to school for sociology <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> wild wild <laughs> I, I feel like the more I tell this story, it's going to be like, uh, what? <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to get into psychology, actually, but then I flunked my second year courses. So I ended up with sociology, graduated with that. Um, then afterwards, I decided I wanted to improve my baking skills after starting my business in second year. And I went to baking and pastry program at George Brown. Got it. And yeah. fr- from there... You found that passion for for baking and you were able to apply it in a way that was real for you. So talk to us a little bit about like why you love baking and how come you maybe left one thing to try to do another thing. Sociology is, hey, it's for someone, but clearly it wasn't for you. It's actually funny that you say that because I'm actually doing both right now. (laughs) Are you really? 
Yeah, I'm also in school for psychotherapy. So really, yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to do this as like a profession then, or to transition to say, you know what, I can make money from this. I'm going to transition mm-hmm. into something more uh, in the baking side. Uh, okay, so second year, I was part of a club, and I did a lot of like bake sales for philanthropy, mm. uh, uh, for charity reasons. So just seeing the reaction that I got from when I would bring this little cute thing to somebody and how happy it makes them and the smallest thing like it it really brightens my day and it really it it oh my god I'm like losing my words but it just it added fulfillment to your life fulfillment the connection to the person and yeah, it's just something that I I live for. Like I live for the connection with people, and, and people love to connect over food, which, you know, like especially the sweet stuff. You know, right? And people want to always have a treat or a dessert or a snack that's comforting, and you're helping them do that. You're helping them uh, accomplish that. So it's something that's shareable, something that's you know that they can have with somebody else. That's really that's it is you know uh, fundamental, but it's also very powerful as well mm-hmm. um to be able to share something like that and i'm not a baker by any stretch of the i can cook pretty well um i would say that you know that's more my jam but doing baking takes a lot of precision and practice and you went to school for that um how does that how do you convert those skills into like a business because business skills is a completely different set of skills so i'd love to hear how you started um, transitioning from yes, I have the skill sets to make these, um, you know, confectioneries or baking or cakes, but now I want to transition this into a business. Did you do a business plan? Did you talk with a consultant? Did you uh, have a program in your school where you can speak with a counselor? How did that work? Oh, okay. So, um, in school, they taught us business, the business aspect of a bake a baking business. So. I learned a little bit from there, but honestly, it was from experience. Like, (laughs) it it was hard. Like, I think like four years of the business, I was kind of just doing whatever. And it it showed because I wasn't making any profits. I burnt out really quickly. That's why I took a year off. Yeah. So this was the year that I really concentrated on the business side. And it's it's really starting to pay off, like um, consulting. people i rent a a shared kitchen so i yeah i talk with the owners a lot asking about their feedback what is successful with them and like what they found members like what works for them and stuff like that and my partner is also a successful business owner as well so i get a lot of advice from him yeah um business plan wise i'm still working on that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah of course, for sure it's a work in progress it's evolving but you mentioned yeah. something interesting there you said you you burnt out very quickly what mm-hmm. what inside of your storyline you know caused that to happen um f- from what i understand you know uh you're you can work really hard at something especially when you're doing a creative process but uh it mm. takes a certain amount of discipline and mental uh, resolve to keep going and pushing. And a lot of entrepreneurs have to face that where it's like, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. How do I keep my head straight? And how do I keep pushing forward? Because on on paper, 
it sounds very easy. You just bake stuff, right? Like it's simple. But in actuality, that I, I guarantee you, you know, you, you could probably confirm that it's not the case. It's not that simple. No, it's not simple at all. Um, I burnt out because I wasn't costing my my products properly. Yep. So they were they were cheap, and of course, people really like that. <laughs> and um, I was also not baking things that felt aligned with me. I was baking things kind of like people just gave me pictures, and then I just try to bake whatever that is. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of people pleasing in of a course, sense, of like <laughs> just undervaluing myself and, and kind of just, just pleasing. Yeah, I just wanted the job and it, yeah, it was not sustainable at all. Yeah, a lot of people go through that. I went through that. It's the same type of thing where it's like, I just need to make money right now. And whatever it takes to make money, sure, you want this and this is your budget, I'll I'll make it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way. And at the end of the day, you end up not making any money. And the people who are not willing to pay a fair price are usually the worst kinds of clients anyways. Um, so <laughs> I see you laughing. You already, you already know this. <laughs> yeah, it's like bringing back a memory and like makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it takes a, a um, you have to get past it, obviously. So I'm assuming you mm -hmm. had to go through a process. A, you took a break. So, you know, we'll talk about the later stuff after. But talk to us a little bit about the break. What did you do during this break? Um, uh, and and how did you decide to come back? Because some people, it would be just like, hey, hit it and quit it. Like, I'm done. I did that. I tried that. I'm over it now. Yeah. So actually, initially, it was it was that. Like, it was, it was like, I'm done with this. Like, F the stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to do this ever again. And I also, since uh, it was COVID, I just took the year off to like go to therapy and I was living at home with my parents so I didn't have any bills or anything like that and I was getting the yep this uh what's what is it the COVID beneficent serb yeah sir thank you daddy Trudeau so, for that uh, <laughs> politics <laughs> doesn't matter what you think about about politics uh thank you for the checks I I uh we, we, everybody cashed them <laughs> yeah they were very helpful <laughs> so to pay off my therapy. So, yeah, I yep. just went off to uh, a therapy and I did a lot of personal work. Like I mm -hmm. I did a deep dive into my values, what I really wanted out of life and just started building a routine that I wanted and it it paid off like four years later and I'm I'm here and back and like I decided to come back because um, I took a corporate job just because I wanted to see if I would be good at admin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to try it out. And turns out that I don't like corporate. Um, <laughs> and it really gave me the anger and the push to <laughs> go back into on to go back into my business because I'm like, I, I cannot see myself sitting at this desk for the next five, six years, like hating my life and no, like not wanting to get up. Like, I, I don't want to live that way. <laughs> yeah it's the uh it's the the anger part that resonates with me uh a lot mm -hmm. as well right where it's like i don't want to live my life this way anymore and sometimes you're inspired sometimes like for me i saw other people that i knew um that were uh, uh entrepreneurs and they were like making their own way in life and 
for me that was like everything it's like i don't want to be stuck at this desk look at these other people they're doing what they are passionate about and they get yeah. paid and they're able to fulfill their dreams and so you have to take the plunge and sometimes it comes out of anger sometimes it comes out of inspiration sometimes it comes out of frustration but you have to do those things and you did the right thing at first on working on yourself um mm -hmm. you know there's so much that can be uh lost in just pushing it down and trying to move forward and by taking some moments and truly trying to understand why you're doing or behaving the way you are what are the things that are most important to you and how are you then going to turn those into actionable steps to move forward those are the things that are actually going to help you propel and be better um and, and supersede you know some of your own expectations i'm sure you've seen this already in your own life where where you're you're looking at things from almost like the outside looking in and you're mm -hmm. you know you think oh you know what i wish i my life was this way and i wish my life was that way but going to therapy or working on yourself in any which way it allows you to stop looking from the sidelines and it allows you to kind of like jump into the conversation and kind of take control of your life otherwise it kind of feels like you're going out of control and that's something nobody wants to feel like uh when they're trying to be the best version of themselves yeah i resonate with that so hard <laughs> take take the words out of my mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even need all. to yeah you said it all <laughs> so you take a break from covid um not from covid you take a break during covid for a, a, mm -hmm. about a year and then you come back and and what's different this time than the time before does it feel different do you feel more in control yeah i i think the craziest thing is i feel more like myself mm -hmm. um so first year i always go back to this because first year university was the year that i just felt the most confident and most myself and then as the years progressed i kind of lost it yeah. And then when I got that year off, um, I got to really look at myself. And now I feel like I understand that feeling within me of what resonates and what doesn't. So when I'm choosing what I want to niche down on um, for product wise, I ended up with mini cakes and um, cake boxes, like mini mm. desserts. And also, like, I feel like entrepreneurship, like a, a lot of us need that gut instinct yep. to know what direction they need to go in. And I think I that that was the one thing that I developed um, a lot. Yeah. So yeah. did I answer the question? I, I, I hope know. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. And, and, and okay. you think that you were trusting yourself a little bit more. Um, yes. And you were kind of making more concise decisions to go with maybe fewer products, you know? Um, mm -hmm. sometimes you saturate uh, and again this is what happens at the beginning you know where you're offering anything and everything to please people mm -hmm. uh, but then when you are doing this in the sense of like a business um, now you're doing something in, in a way that's really going to uh, answer a question say what does uh, Jana Bakes really do and do well well we do X or XYZ right like these are the things that we produce one two and three here's how we're mm -hmm. going to deliver it here's how we're going to market it um this is how we're going to produce them so that's a big step from thinking like just a random person like a freelancer i'm just somebody who bakes to somebody who 
I own a bake a, a shop. I own a baking mm-hmm. baking cake company. That is completely different mindset um, from just whatever order comes in, I just do it. Um, so, you know, I think that's something that is very good that you, you've been able to do that in a short amount of time. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of now making me realize what what else is different. It's it's the having standards, <laughs> yeah. like having standards to have processes to implement processes to actually cost my things, not just being like, okay, it's fifty dollars. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <I've>, yeah. <laughs> so. So when you when you came back and you started, how soon before you had like a kitchen, and how many hours were you spending in the kitchen, like um, testing or creating products inside there? Before I came back. No, when you came back, when you first came back after after uh, your break. Okay, so I always had the rent kitchen like ready to go. Yeah. Um. So. Once I came back last July, I believe, I just went back to there and just signed up and that was ready to go. Um, Products wise, I started making mini cakes at home and started making it for like friends and family just to to see how people like it. Yeah. So um, that's what really started it. And then once um since once i started promoting it to my friends and families and my boyfriend's uh friends and family then they started ordering and that's when i started building my portfolio for them got it Mm -hmm. and what what else do you do for marketing how do you bring a product to to launch uh so what i like to do is i like to start posting stories about um, me making them and getting people hyped about them and really bringing people into the process. Um, On social media, I'm very interactive or I try to be at least. And I want to have kind of like that personal level when it comes to social media. Like, I don't want to just like post something and be like, okay, bye for me. Like, I want it to be like, this is what I'm doing now. This is what my day to day is. Um, I'm struggling, but I'm grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, so hype first and then make it for friends and post that as well and see how people like it. Doing a lot of markets, posting that and getting um the feel of how people are responding to it. And then that's when I really really do the launch. Like I'll I'll post that like, "Hey, this is the flavor. Uh it's really popular. I have all this evidence behind it because all these people are saying that it's good. I have like right. proof." And then, yeah, just really getting the hype and getting yep. people involved. Social proof mm-hmm. is very powerful. So are you mm-hmm. m- mainly on social media? Is that how you usually promote a lot of your work, like on IG? Yes, IG. I'm trying to get into the TikTok scene because, like, I'm so addicted to it. So might as well be yeah. one of the content creators as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I asked you this before we, we started uh, recording. I said, are you on TikTok? Because I feel like your content would bode really well on TikTok. Um, just because I see, I, I'm very weird. I guess everyone's, you know, for you page is a little bit weird. But mm. I'm very, you know, I have a very mixed uh, uh, for you page where I love like watching woodworking. I also follow a few bakers and people that make food. Uh, Chef Reacts, uh, the guy from Toronto, he's really popular. Um, mm-hmm. th- that really crazy uh, uh, 
you know, pastry chef guy who does these ginormous sculptures out of chocolates. Like, there are so mm-hmm. many cool creators that are not selling you something, but they're selling you something. And I feel like something like what you're doing, especially after looking at your um, IG profile, would work so well on TikTok because it has that real vulnerable aspect to it where you're kind of just sharing about where you're at, what you're going through, and how you're making these uh, these cakes. I think that's something that you should really explore. And I know you said you're you're trying to do, you're trying to get on there. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's quite hard for me. I feel because I'm I'm so thankful that you said that my page gives off the vibe that I'm being authentic and being like showing showing my process because that's how I really want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that, there's a lot of fear behind that as well. And mm. I feel like TikTok's the app where like people like you want to see people's personality. That is what yes. That is what is really popular on TikTok. And like as as I go, I'm definitely going to uh going to post more about uh myself and like my process and be more authentic on that app. So yeah, what think, what would you say are, are you really scared of of the reception like how people will take it or or just about being vulnerable on online? Um I think both. I like I am scared that people are going to critique my work or they're going to say why is she here? Like what mm. what is like there's I don't feel like I can take up space on online. You know, just those voices in my head of of uh, <laughs> yeah judgment. Yeah, yeah, we're we're our own worst enemies. Every artist knows this very well. No matter yeah. no matter how hard you are, on, you know, no matter how hard other people are on you, you're always harder on yourself. Um, so yeah, I would say try it. Like, there's so much opportunity I, from my side. I I'm uh in a different boat. Uh, but yes, like IG is to us basically dead. Like it does not mm. work the same way. Uh, we missed the bandwagon to build a really good following. You still can build a following. It's just what it, it takes and requires. I don't think I'm ever going to be willing to put the work in. But I see mm. our YouTube and I see our TikTok growing every single week. And I'm just like, okay, so our content is good. We just were posting it on the wrong place. Um, rather than reels, let's make TikToks. Um, rather than putting static posts, let's make short videos for YouTube. So that's where it's 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 just finding the right niche for mm-hmm. where your your content should live. Because you can try TikTok and you'd be like, you know what, it's actually not working. We tried this for like six months and I'm not getting the same results as the IG page. And it just depends on on the audience and how you create the creative, like create the content for it. That's how people are just going to be like, okay, this works here. I'll follow here. But I'm a big proponent of like, if it's not working, stop doing it. <laughs> like yeah. if Facebook is not it, then just don't post on Facebook anymore. Um, do less and do it better. Those things are always going to help you find who your people are. You don't have to find everybody. Just find who your people are. I agree. I agree. And um, listening to your podcast, I I find it very uh, wholesome. <laughs> and oh, I love how you. like genuine, authentic it is. So I can see why on TikTok and YouTube, it would 
it would blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Blow up is a very strong term. We have not blown up in any way whatsoever. <laughs> so if you're watching this right now, please give it a like, follow, and subscribe. Um, that's a selfish. <laughs> that's a selfish plug uh, for my own show as I'm the host. <laughs> but even okay, let's talk about now. So let's say you know COVID is, is quote unquote over. Um, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, COVID oh. is uh, uh, over. Uh, so how does that look for you now where you've been doing this again, launching, um, I guess, I think it was this year you started really like really pushing hard. What's yeah. happened in the first quarter of the year so far? What are some of the wins that you've experienced? Uh, so some of the wins is I did the Canada's bridal show. So that oh, one was a really big one. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I kind of took a hit from that. but from what I learned from it and what I, the confidence that I gained from it, I think it's worth it. Like, what do you mean a tickle hit? <laughs> like, like a financial hit? <laughs> financial hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a huge marketing. It was, it ended up being like a huge marketing. It's basically things. the marketing budget for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, <laughs> but I'm slow. Like I'm s slowly, my revenue slowly, um, increasing which is a big win nice um and doing markets and solving the problem to my um mini cakes uh situation so yeah. i was trying to find a process to make um the mini cakes faster and i ended up with a lot of scraps because i would cut out right. cut out the shapes um i used the scraps for the cake boxes and that ended up being <laughs> that ended up being the market favorite the the solution to the problem wow so that's amazing. I, isn't that crazy how that works like it's amazing and it it's crazy the fact that i never used to think that i was um really a flavors person like i was more yeah. of like make things look pretty but now i'm realizing that a lot of the time like looking back at memories people love the taste of my cakes like flavor is my thing and now I get to play around with it. So that's a huge win, like just getting my creative power back. Very when it cool. Comes to baking. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know the full um, results of the wedding show, the bridal show. Wedding show? What? Bridal show? I forget which one it is. Bridal, bridal show? Bridal the show. bridal show. Bridal show. Yeah. Um, because somebody may have picked up your card or promo and they're going to call you in six months. It's one of those things where it's like there's a lot of. Uh, it's a long tail type of venture, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's very hard and complicated, uh, but you're doing the right things where you're trying to learn, you're trying to stay curious, you're trying to, to see how you can problem solve. And like you said, that ended up being the product leader was the solution to the other, the other product that you already launched. Um, and by doing that, and if you continue to do that, listening to your customers, finding solutions, there's no way you don't win because if you, if if you look at the the indicators, key performance indicators, let's say like how many people have bought or sold, or how many items have been sold, and how many mm -hmm. reviews you're getting, you can start to see which flavors are the best. You start doubling down on that type of category. Um, people like you know the citrus flavors and stuff like that. Then you start just you know rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and you kind of refine it even more and more towards what people want uh, from you. And it works so that, you know, when you launch something that's new, you're almost like you made it for them. People are like, oh, that's perfect. This is exactly what I needed. Yeah, no kidding. 
I, I've been listening. <laughs> I listened <laughs> to you. I listened to you guys, <laughs> and I kind of figured out exactly what you're looking for. And people do this in ginormous companies, but usually entrepreneurs, it takes us, or new business owners, it takes us years to figure that out. It takes us years to figure out the tactics that are very simple that big companies have been using. But once you get uh, you know, a bit of a shortcut or a way to learn some of these skills early on, you get to see uh, exponential growth in a way that's really meaningful to your bottom line, which is something that you know everyone wants. Everyone wants, at the end of the day, it is a business. We're here to make money. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not just here doing this for fun. Otherwise, it would just be a hobby. But it's the fact that you've incorporated, you've made it into a business, a company. So, you know, this is where you have to kind of be mindful of those things about how much your your cost of goods sold is and how much your product and inventories are and how you're delivering and how you're getting those products to people and all that type of stuff. So kudos yeah. to you. I love I love the fact that you're you're learning so much A about yourself and you're learning so much about the product and the industry that you're in, especially as somebody who is new to the industry, right? Like you're supposed to be a sociology major. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, anything else? What else have you been really uh, uh, doing or pushing for for this year in terms of like goals uh, for the business? Um, so goals for the business, I'm really trying to build it so that I can <laughs> hire people. <laughs> that is like honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like, I really want to f- be able to focus on the creative side of it and really focus on, um making new flavors because i right now i'm really pleased with the cake boxes and like yeah and the the flavors the textures that i'm coming up with like it's it's i'm like when you were talking about when you were talking i was getting so excited because i'm like yes like Mm. learning (laughs) coming up with flavors like really giving what the people want but also what i want so Honestly, my goal right now is just to really build it, get um, really connect with my customers and like build up that audience and hopefully make it (laughs) make it make enough that I can like really, really live on it. So that is my goal right now. (laughs) I'm trying to really build it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you stay focused on it. And those Mm -hmm. things come with time and you just have to stay focused on delivering a great product and Mm -hmm. people will notice because you know getting a a properly made cake from a professional is not the same thing as going to the grocery store and getting a slab cake and Mm -hmm. you know you're making people feel happy and uh celebrating occasions that are special to them so those are things that if you continue to focus on, I think in any business where you add value to a customer, that's where you're going to see the greatest return on investment more than anything else, more than buying, you know, really fancy aprons. I know aprons cost a lot of money or renting renting a, a, a space for, to cook in and all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. things can go really crazy really fast. Mm-hmm. Um Jenna, I'm so happy that you're here. And if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, take some time and go right now to go check out her Instagram channel um, and go check her out on social media. Jenna, where can we find you online? Uh, so you can find me on my website, jannabakes.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Jenna Bakes, and same handle on TikTok as well. And 
hopefully starting a YouTube page soon. So okay, we there we go. Him. We have a content <laughs> creator on our midst, guys. This has been mm-hmm. the More Life Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. <laughs>